Hello and welcome back to the Six Side Culture Podcast, where we'll be discussing the recent events that have taken place in the Serie A. Today I'll be joined by Michele. Oh, hello. Okay, you there? There you go. He's there. <laughs> and uh, Francesco. Hey, guys. All right. So, um, Francesco's a Juve fan. Uh, Michele is an Inter fan. So, got a little bit of a mix here going on. Probably better. Enzo the Roma Yeah, I'm a Roma fan. Everyone knows. Last episode, if you heard me go off. Um, so, the first uh, topic we'll be topic- talking about is uh, Lukaku. So, uh, yesterday, Lukaku's agent, Jordan Pastorello, met with Inter ahead of a potential move. Um, do you guys think it's a risk signing Lukaku or for big money, like $80 million, I think, right, Michele? $80 million? Uh, to be honest, uh, for another striker, for Inter to play with two strikers to do anything. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, if I was Inter, I'd just go ahead and pay the $80 million because, you know, we need another striker, especially if we do Sully Cardi, we're going to need someone else to come in. So, yeah, I'd take Lukaku. And um, especially you guys, you guys know uh, that my dream for Inter is for them to play a 4-4-2, two strikers. That is my dream. Unfortunately, that hasn't happened in like the last seven years. But uh, if we could get another striker, I think, especially Conte, he would go ahead and play with two strikers. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Lukaku would fit in perfect right beside Lautaro Martinez at striker. Because I don't know about you, but I prefer having like kind of like a pacier striker beside a, a bigger, stronger, more physical striker. Um, I think I'll fit in great Lukaku. Eighty million. I'm not sure about the money, but yeah, I think works, the money was kind it. of a lot. But you know, uh, Man United—they're not willing to uh, lower their price. They said eighty yeah. million, so I think that's gonna have to be the price tag. There you go, Francesco. What do you think about that? No, no, like I, I agree with both you guys. I think Lukaku is like a great signing for Inter. He'll be a great name for the city, yeah, especially. But I'm sorry, Mikel, but your dream of four four two isn't happening. <laughs> under under Antonio Conte, he's using the three well, no, five two, yeah, especially with the three five two. He did talk about Inter uh, playing with three defenders. So yeah, even three five two, I'll be happy as long as three five two. I think that'll be a good formation. Yeah, Lukaku Latado, I think that'll be a very good partnership. It'll help Latado grow. Lukaku will do good in City. I think so. Start, but he'll pick it up in the mid season. I think I think eighty million is worth it. Or if you could, like swap Icardi for Lukaku plus like Ash, I think that'll be a good deal, piece of business for you guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Lukaku would be a good move. So I think we all basically just agree it'd be a good fit for Inter. Um, next, we're going to be talking about uh, what type of role do we see Buffon playing for Juventus this season, and realistically, how many games should he play? Um, well, I personally see him like as an important role, like off the field more than on the field. I think like in the locker room, he'll be like a big voice in the locker room and like helping like the new young guys out, like Rabiot and Delit, like all those guys. Like he'll be like a huge role. Like he'll still be like a big voice in the locker room. On the field, I see him like maybe like ten games, like spread out in Champions League, Copa Italia, Serie. A. I give him ten to twelve games max. <clears throat> How about you, Michele? What do you think, Buffon? To be honest, just like Francesco, I agree with him. I don't think he's going to be playing many games. I think they're honestly just going to uh, make him play in the Champions League games, you know, the big games. But instead, yeah, I see Chesney starting in most of the games. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Buffon will be more of kind of like a managerial role behind the scenes in the locker room. In the Champions League, it'll help, too, to calm down the younger players, which I don't think you guys have much of inexperienced players in the Champions League. Everyone's pretty much experienced been there. Um, yeah, I think Buffon, I think he'll try and go for that record. Um, most caps in Serie A history. I think he'll try and go for that. Yeah. Um, I think he will play maybe some Coppa Italia games here and there. And I think he can still play against some decent sides in Serie A. I think he can help rest Chesney. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that, definitely he could. It's just like if the management will. Because it's very real that we rotate the keepers. Yeah, and I think he's going to go for that Champions League. Too easy to try and win that. 
after all these years. Yeah. Um, and I know you want to talk about uh, the number 77 that he's been given this morning. So what's your opinion on that? Yeah. Well, at first, I wasn't too keen on the number 77. I, I thought, like, he should be, like, given number one. But Buffon said that, like, Chesney, like, called him and Chiellini called him, writing that they, they want Buffon to be captain and they want him to be number one. But he said, like, he, he wanted them to do it. He's just going to be, like, playing his part. And he chose number 77. He's like, that's what he started out with Parma. So I think that's, like, a, a really good, like, number, to be fair then. Because if he closes out his career, number 77, the way he opened up his career is number 77. I think that's, like, a good fairy tale ending. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with and, that, And um, let's move on to uh, reports that came out yesterday about uh, Juventus sporting director Fabio Paratici about the wife and agent of Mauro Icardi, Ivan Danara to discuss him potentially joining Juventus uh, next season. So do you think he'll make the move, and do you think Juventus should spend big money on Icardi after all the nonsense at Inter that I'm sure Michele can speak about and stuff's <laughs> been going on behind the scenes, distracting the team and the players? So what do you think about that? Um, I personally think I'm not a fan of Icardi. I think he's a great player on the field. I think he'll be like a wonderful uh, player. He could fit Juve's system. But in my opinion, I don't think we need him that much. Like, I think Mendzukic is perfectly fine as a big game player. He'll be fine under Ronaldo. We still have Moise Keane, who's developing. We have Dybala, who could play that striker role. We can even put Bernadeschi in the central, like, if we really do need it. Like, I don't think he's, like, a must-have Icardi. I think he's more of a luxury buy. It's just, like, I don't like seeing the figures for Icardi. Like, I saw the reports that we're going to, like, buy him for $60 million. But, like, we could have bought, like, Ndombele for $50 million. And that's, like a, a, like, a big player we need, like, a nice midfielder. I think we're spending the money in the wrong places. But, like, if we do get him, he'll be good for us. I just don't think we should get him. Um, now, um, Mikhail, what do you think about Icardi? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, I do agree with, every, uh, with everything uh, Francesco said. But uh, to be honest, I don't see Icardi going to Juve either way because uh, literally uh, Icardi himself stated multiple times that he does not want to move from Inter. He said he's going to be at Inter until he wins Champions League with this team, basically. So I don't see him moving uh, anytime soon. But then there's also the thing about Wandanara, you know. I don't think at Juve they want someone like her. She's just a basically a troublemaker, to be honest. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Uh, I agree with that. But yeah. do you think the conflict with uh, Antonio Conte reportedly telling Icardi that he's not in his future plans for the team, that may push him out? Or do you think he'll still remain? Uh, they might push him out because, you know, Conte, I remember when he said that he wants to try and sell Icardi, but I don't know if the club wants to sell him. I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a tough situation. It's a weird situation. Yeah, yeah, because some people want him in, some people want him out. So we're going to have to see what happens there. For me, I think Icardi is obviously, in my opinion, I think he's a great player. One of the best strikers in Serie A. Yeah, yeah. Maybe no even doubt. the world. I agree with that, too. I, he's one of the best finishers you can find out there. His attitude, uh, what he does in the locker room to the players and all the reports you've been hearing him, Perisic, and the arguments that are happening. Um, that could be bad for a team. I think at Juventus that the management can um, – what's the word I want to use? I just to fix him up. Like I think management can make Icardi humble again, I guess, and not be too uh, too much of a mess in the locker room with Buffon, Chiellini, all those uh, higher ups there. I think they'll talk to Icardi to can get him, and he won't be much of a problem. I think outside the field, he could be, but I could be wrong. But I don't think so. I think they can deal with that. Uh, as a player and uh, like on the pitch, Icardi is obviously a great player. Juventus does have a lot of attackers, attackers, but um, I don't know. And what do you think, Francesco? You think he'll start at Juventus? Most likely, no? If, if, if we sign him, he will start beside Ronaldo. I see him, Ronaldo, and Bernadeschi. Oh, three, Ronaldo, okay. 
No, I... A striker and two wingers, all right. Yeah, him, Ronaldo, Bernadeschi. I, I see if Icardi goes, I see Dybala out the door, unfortunately. And that's something I don't want to see. I want to see Dybala stay at the club. Would you ever consider uh, a three-five-two with Ronaldo Icardi at the top and left mid, right mid? Uh, that's my dream formation, <laughs> a three-five-two. Chiellini, Bonucci, Dillard in the back. Dude. Unfortunately, we do need a left mid, though, as we just sold Spenatola. I don't think Douglas Costa will be a, like, a good left mid. He would need to be played more attacking-wise. Maybe Alexandro could excel in that position. I have no idea. I agree. But like, I, I do want to see a three-five-two formation at Juve, especially under Maurizio Sarri with the attacking formations. Yeah. The tactics. I, I, th- I think it'll be. I think it'll be interesting to watch, and I hope he tests it out during the ICC campaign, just to see how the style of Juve could be changed right now. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be interesting, even with Bonucci, Chiellini, and uh, Delit at the back. It'll be interesting if they can complete that signing. Um, now we're going to move on to a press conference that was held this morning for the welcoming of our new Roma director, Gianluca Petracchi. Um, he touched on a lot of questions this morning that the media was asking him, but two things that really stood out to me were uh, him saying that Higuain can be like a Batistuta figure. If you guys don't know who that is, a long time ago. He was more of like a Fiorentina star, but he played at Roma a couple of years. He's one of the best strikers to ever play at Roma. He might be the and, best, and actually. Yeah, yeah and Serie of course. They used yeah, to call him Bati Gol. He was a fantastic player. And they're saying Higuain can maybe replicate that at Roma. Um, I do think he could, but it depends which Higuain comes because his self-esteem and confidence have been really down lately in the last year or two. Yeah. Um, if the Higuain that wants to prove himself and prove that he can still hang with the best of them, if that Higuain comes and the one that wants to get the ball and score, then I'll, I'll gladly take him. But it just depends on which one shows up. Uh, what do you guys think? No, I definitely think Higuain could be like Batistuta for you guys. I think Higuain's more, and no, no shots at Roma, but I think like Higuain needs to be like the frame, like the center of the picture at the team he has. Like we saw him at, at Napoli, who was like phenomenal. I think that's the best Higuain we ever saw was at Napoli, and he was really good because like he was like the center of attention there. And I think when he went to like Juve, and then he went to Milan, and then he went to Chelsea. And, like, he wasn't, like, the center of attention, especially at Juve, because, like, there's so many superstars around him. Like, it's more, like, a diverse game. But, like, at Roma, he'll be, like, mm-hmm. where he's, like, exactly. used to, like, being the center yeah, he's of like attention, the looking for a goal. Yeah. So, so, especially with the young so team. So, I think, like, that's the best. Yeah, especially with the young team we're building. Higuain will feel, like, more of a leader. And he'll be the guy that's going to have to guide the locker room, which I don't, I'm not sure if he's ever had to do that before. And Napoli, he was a star, but I don't think he was the biggest locker room presence I'm not sure no I think it was Hamshik I'm pretty sure it was Hamshik Ham- yeah, I would say Hamshik that's what I would say obviously Danny's not here today to talk about that but based off what we know of Napoli I think Hamshik was the, the leader there. he was captain um, yeah Mikel what do you think about Higuain think he can uh, be something at Roma like he once was well just like Francesco said uh, I think maybe at Roma Higuain could be the main figure I mean I know that Roma now is on a rebuilding stage and I think a figure like Higuain you know Someone that has experience in Europe and in big clubs can go to Roma and be like that main figure, you know. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Just said at bigger teams, he wasn't like the main figure. But at Roma, he could definitely be, you know, someone bigger. One hundred percent. And one other thing I want to touch on about the press conference that uh, he held this morning, um, he spoke about Zaniolo and how obviously he had a hot start at the beginning, well, not beginning, you're probably midway through when he started getting some playing time. Zaniolo is one of the best young prospects in the world. And as time went on, he started getting less playing time, put him in the wrong position. In my opinion, the wrong position. He's a 
he's a center attacking mid. He's not a right winger or right mid. Um, and he started to drop. His stock started to drop. He wasn't playing as well. Obviously, in the under-21, uh, was under-21? Yeah, was under-21 uh, championship yeah. there. Um, didn't play too well. Played one game, suspended. Well, played 10 minutes for the other game, and then got suspended. So, I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not sure. Zaniolo seemed as he was at the beginning of the year. You know what I mean? But um, Petraki did say that um, Zaniolo has to build his way back up and he can't be treated special because he hasn't done anything yet, which is right. Petraki did say that he hasn't done anything yet and he has to prove himself still. So we can't be giving him some crazy money, like $2.5 million he's been asking for, I believe, is reported. Yeah. See the phone call? What do you guys think? No, I, I definitely agree with, with uh, what uh, Petraki said. I think like it took like a lot of courage for him to like step up and say that because a lot of Roma fans are like telling like Zaniolo to like like telling the club to pay Zaniolo what he wants because he's like one for the future and like he's gonna be like everyone's calling him, like the future Totti like he's gonna retire there like that's what like the expectations are for him. But like I definitely see like Petraki like calming the club down is like really smart of him because like yeah it is right he only played half a season. And yes, he was good during that half a season. He played like key and crucial games for Roma. But at the same time, like he needs to still prove himself. He's still only 20 years old. He shouldn't be getting crazy figures yet. If he wants those crazy figures, he has to prove himself mm-hmm. throughout in game in and game out. And he can't be like doing like stupid things like he was doing off the field with uh, Moise Kane from, from Juventus. Like those two like need to smarten up in total. And then like maybe he can get crazy figures like in the future when he's proven exactly, himself. Exactly, I agree. Um, and another thing, just in general, do you think young players are pushed too quickly? Like, um, I think Fiorentino's done a really good job with Federico Chiesa. Um, is he captain? You guys know? I think. I don't, I think, don't think so. so. I'm not, not sure, sure though. But um, Chiesa's been seen as like, I don't know, he's pushed slowly. Like, usually, like Zaniolo, for instance, like, start calling the next Totti after scoring one goal against Sassuolo, which obviously he showed uh, some Totti skill there in that goal and he chipped the keeper. And everybody was excited, especially us Roma fans. But yeah, um, I do think that some stars are pushed too quickly. I think Barella and Chiesa have been treated perfectly. Stayed at the yeah, I think they're smaller at clubs for a lot longer amount of time. And I think people like Benedeschi, which you you might disagree, but I think he was pushed to Juve too quickly. Uh, maybe if they sent him on loan to another club for a little bit. But um, what do you guys think? Think the young players are pushed too quickly? No, no, I do think that uh, players are pushed too quickly. You really like I do agree with the Bernadeschi thing you brought up. I don't because he does not play like he's not like a through and through star for us. So like he's usually on the bench a lot, and when he does come in, he's like usually on and off. Like some games he's amazing, like the game against Atletico Madrid. But some games he's like he doesn't really do anything, and that's the problem. I think if, if like we just left him on Fiorentina for like if we bought him and we sent him back to Fiorentina alone for maybe like one season or two seasons. And, like, really got him to, like, develop his game there. I think it would have been a much better buy. But, like, yeah, a lot of these young players, like, especially, like, coming out from, like, the Primavera teams, you just, like, chuck them in the yeah. starting lineups and expect them to be, like, stars right off right off the start. I think that's wrong. I think they got, like, developed first as a player for, like, they could, like, be, like, thrown into the, the like, more important games for the club. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Because, um... Some players even with, uh, way too quickly. Yeah, way too quickly. Even with the Zaniolo situation, like... Inter added him in the Nangolan deal, not knowing he'd be a star like that, but who would, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Hail Mary. We threw I him because we were struggling. 
yeah. mean, I was happy with the Nayongalan signing, but I personally would have kept Zaniola. I wouldn't have involved him in the deal because Zaniola still had a lot. He could have grown a lot more playing in the Primavera team. He was like one of the biggest stars in the Primavera team. I think he still had more potential to grow. Yeah, 100%. And even, I remember, I didn't watch him too much of the Primavera, but I remember watching his header goal against uh, Roma in the Coppa Italia in the Primavera last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, he seemed like a really good player. He's tall, he's strong, he's quick. He's still young. People have to remember he's only 20 years old and same with other players. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know you were on the pod last time, Michele, but uh, but Ella to Inter seems like it's going to happen. What do you think about that? Hey, I'm pretty happy with that, especially because just like Roma, we're still kind of in a building stage. We need to sign maybe like two or three more players to have like a complete starting lineup, I'd say. And I think Barella would just be a great addition to the midfield. I think there's a talk right now uh, going on about Niangolan being sold potentially. And I don't know what's going to happen there. But if we do keep Niangolan and Barella comes to enter, which I think is very likely at this point, I think we will have a very strong midfield. And I think the two will, put, will, get, along, uh, will get along well and play good together. How about you, Francesco? What do you think about Barella at Inter? Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think Barella at Inter is a good move, especially under Antonio Conte, like a really, really passionate coach. Like he could definitely uh, guide Barella to like through the right direction and like develop him as as a player. So I think that's like really smart because Conte's one of Conte's like off the field like antics is like developing players. Like I remember he like developed Barzali. Like Steiner, Asimov, mm-hmm, exactly. those players like stars, and I, especially with Bonucci too. He like, in my opinion, he made Bonucci, and I think like it's really smart for him to go to Inter. I mean, I would love him at Juve because like Juve struggling, but I think the smartest thing for his career is that Inter with Antonio Conte, so he could develop as as a star for the Azzurri national team. Yeah, and that's what I love about Antonio Conte. Just like Francesco said, he can turn young players or nobody. He can turn them into very big players. That's one thing I love about him. Yeah, me too. You can't deny that Antonio Conte is a great coach. And Chelsea, getting rid of him was, uh, I don't know what was going on there. Terrible piece of business, in my opinion. Um, anyways, uh, let's move on to uh, Ben Asser, who agreed uh, terms of AC Milan earlier this morning. Um, do you guys think he'll be a great fit there? I'm not sure if you guys are aware of Ben Asser and when he's done this year, but he's a great ball-winning mid. He played for Empoli. He had a great year. Uh, a lot of teams are interested in him, including Fiorentina. I think he'd be good at Roma, but obviously he's on his way to Milan, it looks like. Uh, so what do you guys think? Uh, I personally think at Milan, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to do, like, what's expected of him. Like, I think everyone's expecting way too much from him. I think he's going to get the job done at Milan, especially under Giampaolo, who's going to, like, really, like, emphasize, like, what he wants out of Benasser. But I don't think he's going to, like, live above and beyond expectations. I think he's just going to pass them. Yeah, 100%. How about you, Michele? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with Francesco. Yeah, because um, a couple of years back at Sampdoria, well, not a couple of years, that was actually one of the last year, not last season, the season before that, before uh, Torreira was sold to Arsenal for $30 million. Um, He was a similar type of player to Benasser, not the tallest players, not the strongest, but they're very good at winning the ball back. And um, I feel like he's trying to insert um, Benasser into that Torreira role since he's not able to buy Torreira from Arsenal directly because he tried, but he wasn't able to. And of course, uh, Milan don't really have the funds right now with all the FFP issues right now going on. Um, so I think Benasser will be good for um, Champalo's system. I think he'll fit in perfectly. And I think after losing Bakayoko, because uh, obviously the scuffle we had of Gattuso yeah. last year, yeah, yeah. that huge mess, I think Benasser would be good for the midfield. They, they still do need a lot of players, in my opinion. Milan's missing a lot. Yeah. I'm not sure what direction they're going in, but. 
Yeah, I think Milan's in a mess right now, and they really like, need to clean up with the ownership uh, deals, the FFP issues. I think they really need to clean up, but like in the next five, six years, I do see like Milan like back on top. Yeah, me too. Of maybe course. maybe fighting for top four, but right now like they're in a mess right now, and all the other teams mm-hmm. are excelling. Now, um, next question: uh, What team should sign Balotelli? Which I think is interesting. Oh yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Who wants to start? <laughs> okay, I'll start. Um, if it were if it were up to me, I think Balotelli should go, should go somewhere like like um, Fiorentina. I think that's a good team for him. Not like they don't expect Fiorentina to be like top top contenders, just like mid table team, maybe sixth place fin- sixth seventh place finish. So I think like if, if he could find this form again with Fiorentina, because he's been on and off with this form lately. I think that would be good. I don't think he should go to like a team like Napoli or Roma or like a, or or a Milan even like a big. Te- I don't think he should go to like a big team because I don't think like I think the pressure is too heavy for him right now. But like a nice decent sized team like Fiorentina, I think that's like a perfect move for him. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Um, Balotelli, I actually take him at Roma to be honest. Um, I think he still is a good striker. I think he'd play very hard because he wants to get back to the national team. He's back in Serie. A. I would actually take him. He's free, right? Am I am I wrong? Free transfer, I'm pretty sure. Or is he on Marseille still? I have no idea what the situation no, there is. I'm pretty sure he's a free transfer right now. In my opinion, and I know that a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I don't think Balotelli is a very good striker. And personally, I never liked him, if I have to be honest. I know a lot of teams in Italy don't like him. Like, I know he's had bad experiences with Inter Milan. I know, a lot He's of at like, I know a lot of people at Juve don't want him. And in my opinion, I think it's better for Balotelli to just stay away from Italy. Like, if you're <laughs> going to go play in a big team, just go to, go to England, go to Spain. Just don't come back to Italy. <laughs> I know a lot of the people here, a lot of the fans, teams, they don't appreciate him. No, I definitely agree. Like, his attitude is a problem. But, like, you can't deny his, like, talent on the field when he is on form. It's on and off. But when he is on form, he's a quality striker. But, yeah, his attitude definitely is a problem in Italy. He always has scuffles with like the fans of other teams, mm-hmm. but like yeah. yeah, if he does come to Italy, I don't see him. Like I, I disagree with Enzo saying with Roma. I don't think he should go to Roma. I don't think that would be like a smart move because like the Roma fans are ruthless. If he has like a bad game or or a string of bad games, like the Roma fans are gonna like yeah like, for sure dig into him and then like that just makes him worse and worse. And what do you guys think about Balotelli on the national team? Is that something that okay. you, you see? Happening? I got a couple of thoughts there because. Um... National team in general, the striker situation, I'm not a fan of it because we can't seem to find yeah. that one striker. It looks like every yeah, game we have a new a one. Mess. Immobile, Belotti. <laughs> yeah. every, every game, even a dead at one point. Yeah, the striker situation is a mess at the national team. I think Balotelli does go to Serie A and performs. He could be back on the national team. 100%. I'm not, I'm not opposed to him in the national team. He just needs to prove himself first. Like, he can't have a good string of games to get called up to the national team and then just slouch after. Like, he needs to, like, continue proving himself. I think that's the problem. Yeah, 100%. And once again, back to the Balotelli to Roma thing. During the negotiations, if he says the right things and he promises not to try and, you know, because Petrak is a very strict director. He's talking yeah. today that he doesn't deal with any, uh, okay, well, I'll say he doesn't deal with any bullshit, really. So, if uh, Balotelli's pulling anything, then Petrak will deal with that real quick. Um, if we do get Balotelli's a free transfer, I'd like to buy somebody else just in case Balotelli midway through the year, you know, his attitude. So it's affecting his performances. But yeah, yeah. let's move on from Balotelli and move on to um, who do you think is the best young talent in Serie It doesn't have to be Italian, just any 
young player. Ooh. Very interesting. Um, I don't mind. Mikel is not going to be a fan of it, but <laughs> I think he knows what I'm going to say, too. I'll just go right ahead. Um, I'm saying Federico Chiesa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throughout the year, um, of course, the year before this season, um, to me, he had a great year. Um, he struggled at points in this year, but obviously he's a young player. He's 20 years old, I believe. Um, he had his ups and downs. Uh, Chiesa, to me, when I saw him at the under-21 under uh, championship for, the, for Italy, the national team, Chiesa stepped up. He put the team on his back, especially against Spain when nothing was going. Chiesa got that goal, lifted the team up. Um, against the Roma, I don't really talk about it, but the Fiorentina 7-1 uh, defeats that we suffered. Uh, Chiesa just ran through our team, and I know it's not it's like he's going through uh, Chiellini. He went through Fazio. Federico Fazio and Manolas, but still, it was an impressive game. And every time I watch him, it just seems very uh, like he's growing every game. Mikhail, mm-hmm. I'll let you uh, have your little rant here. Well, um, I'd say every team, a lot of the teams in Italy have a young star. For example, look at Inter, we have Lautaro Martinez. Uh, Milan has, I'd say, Cutrone. Juve has Moiskin. Fiorentina has Chiesa. Roma has Zaniol. There's a lot of, like, young stars that are rising right now in Italy. Yeah. And to be honest, uh, you guys uh, you guys know that my favorite young player is Lautaro Martinez because he plays at Inter. But I think he's one of the best right now. Like, he, I've grown. Yeah, I can see that because the national team for even Argentina, uh, he performs too. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I see Lautaro as, like, a big player. But I, I think the best young player right now, personally... I think that's gonna it's gonna be like a very like stingy option and like very obvious. But like I think uh, Donnarumma is the best young player. Mm-hmm. I, I think because like at a young age, like when he first started, like he had to like start start at Milan at such a young age, and I think he like really like stepped up to the play and proved himself. But I, and he's like he's always like very consistent at Milan. Yeah. So I th- I think he's like the best young player in Serie A right now. He has like young and experience at the same time. So I think that's like a really good quality. I would go with Donnarumma, but the only thing that's uh, turned me off about him is that I feel like from when he started to now, I feel like he's declined, actually, because usually you improve as you get older, but his um, the quality of his feet, when he has the ball at his feet, it's terrible. Obviously, that game against, I believe, Sassuolo, where he gave the ball up, yeah, and that was terrible. Mm-hmm. I feel like Donnarumma's gotten worse over the years, which might be... I think I might I might agree with Enzo. And what about what about the move to PSG? He's linked to PSG. Yeah, fifty million apparently. Uh, yeah, so is that confirmed? Is that gonna? Uh, it's not confirmed, but they're in I talks. Uh, PSG want him. Milan's willing to sell him for fifty million, according to reports. I just I just yeah, don't, I don't hope he goes. That. I feel like that might be bad for his career. Going it'll be. I, I think it'll be bad for his career. I don't I don't see league on as a very competitive league, especially if you're playing on uh, PSG. Like mm-hmm. yes, like he'll. He'll, it's going to be very like tough competition with between him and Iriola, especially. Both uh, keepers are very good, and then like PSG stumble out Champions League a lot, so he won't get a lot of game time. He won't get a lot of like um, with, um, competition in Liga because even though there are good teams, I think he needs to like stay in Italy and develop his game in Italy with the Italian def- like used to like the defense and like bond the relationship. So like he, he could like develop because I, I think Ligon is like a mess. If he is gonna get transferred, I, I say the best league to get transferred to is either like La Liga or the Premier League. I think like that would be a good move for him. But like, otherwise to stay in Italy. 
Yeah, exactly. And for me with Donnarumma, I think a good team with him, which I don't think they have the money right now after all these signings they're trying to make. But I think Napoli, because he's Napolitano, he's from Napoli. He's Napolitano. And I feel like him maybe being back home, a new uh, organization, new team, new fans, uh, I think it would help him a lot. Yeah, because I feel like him and Milan have just cut off ties. Like, they've been fighting over the years. Obviously, a huge money debate with his contract. If, yeah, yeah I, I do see Napoli as, as a really good move for him, especially in Napoli's eyes. I do think they do need a keeper. Uh, I mean, they have Meret, Ospina, and uh, Carnezis, but I, do, I don't care. I don't see them as, like, starting keepers in my eyes. I think they're, like, prospects and, like, backup keepers. So I think if they do get someone like uh, Donnarumma, I think that'll be, like, really good. He'll be, like, the set starting keeper for them. Yeah, I agree. And uh, let's move on to Moise Keane now. So reports came out, I think, a few days ago about Moise Keane potentially leaving Juventus if uh, they do not sell any attackers and they bring in some more. So my feeling is if they bring in Mauro Riccardi and they don't sell anybody, I think Moise Keane will be gone. Yeah, it's but, a, uh, What it's do you think shame. about that? Uh, I don't. I think it's a wrong move if Moise Keane leaves. I do understand why he would leave, though. If if Juventus are signing Mauro Riccardi and like still have like all these attackers, then he gets limited playing time. He's still young. He still needs to develop. So I do think like it is a problem. I think um, that's why I think we shouldn't sign Mauro Riccardi. I heard reports that Mandzukic is close to a Dortmund move. So which is a shame because he's a big player, but he's also getting up there in age. If we could keep Mandzukic, keep DiBala, and keep Moiskin, I think they'll be good. Especially playing with the two striker formation, he'll get in more City A games and then have like rota- rotation well. But Sadi, I think that'll be like the ideal move. But yeah, I definitely see if we get Icardi, either Dybala or Moiskin is gone. Possibly even mm-hmm. both, which I don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikhail, what do you think about that Moiskin potential in the move? Uh, yeah, I do agree with Francesco. Well, it depends what's going to happen this summer. You know, it depends if you guys going to buy Icardi. It depends if they're going to sell any of their strikers. Because like Francesco said, he might not be able to play many games if there are all these strikers. I think if you assign Icardi, it might be a problem for Moiskin because I don't think he will get uh, much playtime. But if Icardi doesn't go and they potentially sell Dybala, I maybe do see Moiskin staying at Juve. Yeah. And for me, I'm going to put myself in Moiskin's shoes right now. Um, he's been on loan to Verona, I believe. Yeah. Um, he had a year with Ronaldo, training with him. Yeah. And this is the case if they do bring in Mauro Icardi and they don't really sell any forwards. Maybe Mandzukic, but Icardi comes in. If I was him personally, I'd leave Juventus and go to a team maybe like even like you said, like Fiorentina or something like Torino. Like an Atalanta almost. Mm-hmm. Like Atalanta. Like like and I feel yeah, like I think if I would do. Maybe, maybe if Atalanta were to play with two strikers, I, I see Zapata and Moiskin playing together. That would be perfect too because Champions League football after oh, yeah. year of Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. I think it would be perfect for him as a player. For Juventus, obviously, you want to keep him. But if I'm Moiskin and Mauro Icardi comes in, I'd leave. my opinion. Um, now I have a Twitter question that I received um, a couple of hours ago from uh, Boston Rossi, and he's asking us. Um, this is the question I quote: uh, "Try getting into the mind of De Rossi and the turns he took from the point of him turning down the offer to a decision to keep playing to his ultimate decision and not to continue and steady up another club. Do you see playing for Fiorentina as a betrayal? So basically, he's asking: Put yourself in De Rossi's shoes, right? Roma don't renew you." You're, you could retire, you could leave to another team. And ultimately, he turned down Fiorentina. He's very close to winning Fiorentina, but he didn't go. And he's uh, considering retiring right now. 
So why do you think that is? Is it his love for Roma? Maybe he doesn't feel like he's physically able to. Why do you think? No, I think I think his heart definitely got the better of him here. Um, if I was if I was outside of the Rossi shoes or even inside the Rossi shoes, I don't see playing for Fiorentina as a betrayal because like he was like kicked out of the club almost by uh, the owner James Bolota. So I don't think it's a mm-hmm. betrayal. It's not like he said I want to leave. And then he goes to another team in Serie A. It was like, I got kicked out, but I still want to play. I want to live in Italy. I don't want to go abroad. So I, I w- it's not like Lazio. It's not a big team. It's, it's like a, a mid-table Fiorentina. So I don't see it as a betrayal. Um, I definitely think like his decision not to, I think it was just like, you know what? I can't do this. I played Roma my whole career. I'm just not, I think he's like not ready to play, to put on another jersey, especially in Serie A. Mm-hmm. If he does go, I see him in Chinese League or Boca Juniors. Possibly MLS. Yeah. How about you, Michele? What well, you I say? think it'd be better for De Rossi to retire than go to the Chinese League. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, Enzo, I gotta ask you this question: Do you guys, as a as Roma fans, consider Fiorentina as a rival team or no? Uh, we don't consider them as a rival team, and honestly, if it was me and I was De Rossi, I would go to Fiorentina because Roma is basically telling him you can't do this anymore, which I disagree because we could use them right now. Actually, we're looking for a veteran yeah. midfielder. I and we had one amazing. for free. So, and he was one of our best players this season. Yeah. When he was then I think, Then I think he should go to Fiorentina. Maybe if, like, if he wants to keep playing, like Francesca said, he wants to stay in Italy, then he might as well go to Fiorentina. Just don't go to like Lazio as best rival, obviously. Yeah, of course but not. I, uh, you're right. I think that'd be better for him. Better than the Chinese league, for sure. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. And yeah, if I was there, also personally, I'd go to Fiorentina. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, I think well, I, think, I we, think we covered everything. No, I think I think we could like cover up um, how how like the new season's gonna like, start up with like cer- certain pictures. Like, I personally want to touch up like my like biggest like worry for the season is like Mauricio Sadi and like the Eagles at Juve because as you see as Chelsea like with that drama with Kepa on the field when Kepa didn't want to sub off he didn't come off. And, like, Sadi, like, handled it, in my opinion, very poorly. He just, like, stormed off the field. He didn't, like, stand his ground. And I think at Juve, when we have, like, a lot of big egos, a lot of players are obviously not going to get want to get subbed off. And if they obviously saw what Kappa did, they're off, I think a lot of them could try it. So I'm very curious to see, like, what Sadi does at Juve and, like, how he, like, portrays the attitude problem. And if, like, the veterans, like, Buffon, like, Chiellini, are going to step up and say, Listen, you got off. You're you're going off now. I like to control the attitude problems. I think that'll be of interesting course, uh, to see. And I think um I think Buffon and players like that will help with that, in my opinion, in the locker rooms, keeping it steady and focused on the main goal. Um, when you have veterans like that in the locker room, it's hard to get off course. And I think Buffon, Chiellini, even Delit, he's a young leader at Ajax. Yeah, he is. I'm sure he, he, he was the, the captain. Yeah, he, he was the captain at Ajax. He, he he's good. So, which is amazing to see. From such a young guy, obviously. Yeah, of course. You guys have a lot of those players that will put you in their place if um, you're not helping or benefiting the team, which I think is very important, which I think Roma are lacking. Um, Inter and Kelly, would you say Inter have that player that someone's not doing or uh, listening to the coach or not following the team's plans that can put someone in their place? Uh, well, I know a lot of, uh, last year there was a lot of problems going on between Icardi, Perisic, and Spalletti, but now... You know, Spalletti left, and I think Perisic and Icardi get along. So I think everyone is fine right now. I don't think there's any problems in the backstage right now. I don't think there's any problems going on. 
Yeah, I feel like a, a team lot, like maybe Milan might need someone like that. Romagnoli could step up. He's still young. I think Romagnoli will be that for Milan in the future. Um, I think that's about it. Everyone good? Yeah, I think, I think that's about it. Covers everything. All right, perfect. Um, if you do want to follow the guy that asked the question, Boston Jaurosi is uh, at on Twitter is at Roma 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 seventeen at Roma 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 seventeen. Um, you guys want to show out your social media? Um, all right, I'm uh, just pull it up right here, boys. I'll start with mine while you uh, pull it up. Um, so you can find me at Roma Roma News, or you can find me at, at Peter Romanista, and in Six Side Culture, obviously at Six Side Culture on Twitter. Um, all right, Keller, how about you? You good? Uh, same for me. Just guys, remember to follow Six Side Culture for more soccer news. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's m underscore filiomeni ten. Uh, we'll post that on Instagram if you guys just want a direct link. And Francesco? Uh, if you guys want to follow my Twitter, it's at FrancescoD27. And there you go. That's social media. Thank you guys for watching. Um, we're going to have a special guest on the next uh, podcast. He's a Juventus fan, and it should be interesting. All right, guys. Have a good one. Later.